0: Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Meta.
1: How can brands leverage channels like TikTok, for example? You know, influencer marketing or finding influencers could be one way? Is it a different way? to kind of leverage TikTok to the brand's advantage? Honestly, I mean,
2: that's really not my specialty. I've never posted a video on TikTok. If you make a video of me and you on TikTok, that'll be number one, I think. It just hasn't been my expertise. Like You can't be an expert on a million different things. You can't be excellent in 10 different places. And I've sort of picked my channels where I'm going to be excellent. And at least for now, You know, never say never, but TikTok isn't one of them. So I study it enough to be able to talk about it, but I wouldn't consider myself a strategist in that area.
1: Another one, right? What are your thoughts on metaverse? Is it a fad? (laughs) Is it just a keyword? Well, here's why I don't think it's a fad. There was some research recently,
2: and what I'm going to actually do here is, uh, while we're talking, I'm going to try to pull up and see if I can find the exact number because i was just writing about it there was research that done that was done that showed a very high percentage of teens well first of all 42% of gen z and millennials are interested in making the metaverse their primary hangout all right now there's another trend that is really sort of stirring to me sort of sort of haunts me that more than half the people in nine different countries in this research prefer their online lives to their real lives. Two-thirds of the people in China and India like their online life better than their real life. Now, that suggests a whole host of problems. But specifically for the metaverse, we've got all these people who speak young people today, spend all their time online. They love to be online. Two-thirds of the people in India and China prefer to be online than to be in real life. They're going to surge into the metaverse. It may not be everyone. It may not be people in different demographic age groups, let's say. It may not be every country equally. But there are big, big, numbers of people who are waiting for this and they're already doing it. If you look at, I mean, the metaverse is already here. If you look at a game like Fortnite, that's the metaverse. You go in there, you're somebody else, you can change your clothes, you can buy products, you can trade products, you can collaborate, you can go to concerts. It's already there. And the people who spend time on Roblox or Fortnite, I mean, they'll spend hours and hours and hours a day on these platforms. And, you know, you look at how much time people spend on Twitch, the the average person who goes on Twitch, which is just like watching games for the most part, they're spending like 90 minutes a day on average, watching other people play video games. So, I mean, I think that would be another group of people who would be, who would easily go in there. So, I mean, I think it's already happening and it's going to happen in a much, much bigger way. Not for everyone, but a lot of people are really primed to go there now,
1: interesting. So that's also an avenue where brands should kind of keep their eyes on and kind of see if there's a way to kind of monetize that or maybe establish a presence or community. I'm thinking Metaverse might be an easier way to kind of you know establish a community within the the age group, since if people are already there, it's fun, it's new, and it's it's funky, so to say, maybe.
2: I mean, it's really hard to be. Prescriptive about a strategy because I mean, at one time I, I I got to spend some time with a guy that was the uh, chief marketing officer of Coca Cola, and someone asked him one time how many marketing strategies do you need. He said, "How many customers do you have?" And that was sort of his tongue-in-cheek way of saying that you need to be as granular as you can possibly be. And so, really, I mean. to to answer a question like, should, should a company be on the metaverse? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got to look at what's their product and where are their competitors and and what are their, are their customers likely to be there? And is this a company? If if you're Disney, yes. If you're Marvel, yes. If you're Nike, yes. If you're me, I don't know. You know, if you're a lumber company, I don't know. So, I mean, I, I think, if you're already a conversational company with where entertainment is a premium part of your brand, then it's going to make a lot of sense to be there. You know, if you're an accounting firm in Louisville, Kentucky, it might not be my first choice of things to do.
1: <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Man, I feel like, you know, old. Uh, I don't know even half the things about metaverse and, and I feel like I'm missing out. Maybe I should dive in. Well, you should. I mean, I think everyone should. I think to be relevant, you need to
2: experiment. You know, I bought an Oculus headset. I don't spend every day in the metaverse, but I'm dipping my toe in and I'm learning. I launched a, uh, a cryptocurrency uh, through a platform called Rally. I'm creating a Web3 community. I was brought kicking and screaming into discord, which I don't really like discord as a platform, but I mean, that's where my community wanted to go. So that's where we went. And so, you know, I'm experimenting with a tokenized economy. I'm experimenting with creating a community on discord. And what I'm doing is I'm saying, look, I'm learning. If you want to learn, come along with me, you know, get some of my coins. And by the way, in the if in your show notes if you want to talk you know mention my website and my email if people want tokens i'll give them tokens i'll give them tokens so they can get involved just to learn and you know we've got a newsletter and we've got this community on discord everybody's learning everybody's stumbling around but we're doing it we're starting and i think absolutely that's what we have to do as marketers we can't
1: be afraid of it we have to embrace it, and we have to keep experimenting. Mark, I love the line, to be relevant, you need to experiment. That's so profound, right? That talks about irrespective of where you are. If you want to move forward and not play the old tape, you're going to go experiment and learn, and that's how we kind of do it. That's wonderful. I think your token is called RISE, Dollar uh, ise and I think it's one of the top 10 tokens on rally.io. Uh, I saw it. Earlier this today. Yeah, so, yeah. That's wonderful. Been, Congratulations! It's been in the top five for a while
2: now, and uh, it's remarkable because I I truly have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think maybe that's that's the charm because <laughs> I don't even <laughs> pretend to know what I'm doing. But I am creating value because as I learn, then I pass that along. I want to share those learnings with, with everyone. And it's working. It really is. It's working. So it's been a very good learning experience for me.
1: And specifically, if you can share your learnings, launching the token, having a community, being in the top five at rally.io, what are the learnings? Well, the, the big experiment for me is that
2: throughout my career, I have been a failure at creating a community. I have an audience which is different than a community. So if you look across my social media profiles, I might have a half a million followers, but it's cult of personality. They're there for me to read what I'm doing. They don't know each other. They're not collaborating. They're not communing. And that's what a community requires. And I've tried it and I've failed because I kind of get bored or... I don't like engaging because I'm an introvert. So the thing to think about around Web3, I mean, it's it's really confusing. There's so much new language, you know, NFTs and tokens and DAOs and all this stuff. And I think the way to really consider this is this is technology that can help people belong. That is the marketing play here. So, you know, forget about all the confusing technology and just say, okay, how do we use the technology to connect to people in a deep and meaningful way and help them feel like they belong? So this is my grand experiment. And you asked about my learnings. And here is one of the most profound things that has ever happened to me in my career. It happened last week. So as you said, I've been one of the top coins, but these coins, they're traded. You know, they're traded and they're bought and they're sold, and it's sort of uncomfortable. And what happened was we had a crash in the stock market last week, crash in the crypto, and we had this, I had panic selling on my account. And so the whole value of the coin just crashed. We had been getting all these dividends every week that people could reinvest and get more coins and we didn't have those for a couple of weeks. And I sent out a message to people I just said, you know, I did everything I could and I'm sorry. I just feel like I let you down. And I was in alone in my hotel room in Texas. And my inbox was literally overflowing with messages of support. People saying, "Mark, you have done so much for us." You have been with us for so many years and you have taught us so much. We aren't going anywhere. We are behind you. And for the first time in my life, I felt like it wasn't just me. It was we. The community is working. It's starting to work. That's my
1: biggest learning. The power of community sounds like very powerful. So that's wonderful. I think the experiment worked. Congratulations on that. It's in progress. It's in progress. Sure. It's in progress, but... It's definitely heading in the right direction. Great to know. What is also in progress, Mark, I think, is your next book that you're writing? Is that true? I'm starting to work on a new book, yeah. Some sneak peek would be wonderful. What is
2: it about? Well, it's, it's a lot of it is, is what we've talked about today, right? So this idea that, that the world has changed, the world is kind of whacked out. People want something new. They want something different. They want to connect. They, you know, there's this overwhelming loneliness, and people are, are are disconnected and, you know, they're crying out with this isolation. And I think there is a role for companies. And I posted on something on LinkedIn the other day that that sort of summarizes. I told you that my, if you read all my books from the beginning to the end, it sort of unveils things, right? So it's like, You know, community has to start with trust and trust starts with a person. And that means community starts with a personal brand and a personal brand starts with content. So, I mean, you could go all the way back to my very first book and see how all the dots sort of connect together and leading to this idea of of content and influence and personal branding and marketing coming together in this thing called community. I think that's the future of marketing.
1: Very exciting. When does the book come out? This year, next year? Well, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) The plan would be early
2: 2023, which suggests I've got a lot of work to do in the next few months and I better get going. But I've started, you know, I've been doing research for about a year and I'm starting to piece it together now into a book.
1: Very exciting. Looking forward to it. Finally, Mark, who are the thought leaders on, on social media marketing that you follow or that you admire?
2: There are a few people that I, that I like very much. There's a fellow over in here, Martin Lindstrom, who's an author and a, and a fantastic consultant. Probably his most famous book is called Small Data. I admire everything he does. I have a friend at uh, Salesforce, who wrote a book called the context marketing revolution, which is a very important book. His name is Matthew Sweezy and he's one of my co-hosts on my podcast. So I'm lucky that I get to co-create with, uh, some of my marketing heroes. Uh, another one that I co-create with is a fellow named Jay Akunzo. It's A C U N Z O. And, um, he is just a visionary thinker. I mean, he, he really connects the dots in different ways. My definition of, of genius, I've met a few geniuses in my life, and they have an uncanny ability to distill complexity to into its essence. And Jay is one of those people who can do that. So those are a few people that I work with who I admire.
1: Interesting. And um, where can people find you online if you want to go off? follow what you're doing if you want to kind of read what you're writing? It's really easy. You don't have to remember my name or how to spell
2: it. You just have to remember Businesses Grow. If you can remember businessesgrow.com. Then you can find my books, my podcast, my blog, and lots of other great ideas and, uh, and resources for marketing geeks like me.
1: Wonderful. Mark, thanks a lot for the insights. It was a pleasure speaking. And I'm sure we'll have to bring you on for on the session there'll be a lot of follow up questions as well till then thanks a lot for your time and hope all I right see you soon. thank you the art
0: of social media is brought to you by social pilot to find out more about social pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals visit socialpilot.co And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening.